This is Anthony Davis. WRNO is your home for Pelicans basketball. Sports 1280 is the place to talk about the games. Oh, yeah, you hear that music? You know, it's time to talk some college football with our favorite guest, Chris Marler from Saturday Down South. And will there be joy in the South tonight? Will the SEC win yet another national championship? Uh, It'll be on the line tonight. Although, I guess Clemson's kind of the South, right? So if they win, I guess some Southern pride. It's definitely the South. It's South Carolina. (laughs) <laughs> What's going on, man? I know you're out there in the Bay Area. What, Santa Clara, to be sp- more specific? I don't know. They have set this thing up um, really poorly, to be honest. We are in – so we flew into Oakland because I was doing some stuff at the halftime show last night um, and then drove to San Jose for a Clemson deal, and the game's actually in Santa Clara. It's, it's all over the place. <laughs> it's it's, it's you, 50 minutes away from the hotel. Like the halftime show is 46 miles from the actual game. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, and like where all the pregame festivities, that's nine miles away. So it's a lot of math. <laughs> I'm not good at it, but it's, it's, I'm glad I'm here. What's the? Have you seen people hawking tickets lately? I mean, I'm I'm told you could basically you could buy a subway sandwich to get a free ticket to the game tonight. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much what it is. Um, yeah, it's the same thing as when you go to uh, Bed Bath Beyond that 20% coupon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a BOGO. They got a BOGO for it today. No, it's, there's not a lot of people selling them I haven't seen. I, you can get in, from what I saw last night, the cheapest ticket on stuff. I was like 160 Uh We went out last night in San Jose where like, that's supposed to be like the central part of where everyone's staying, and there was no one out. There was two bars open. It, it was So I don't think it's going to be – I don't think they're going to stop the stadium, um, which I don't think is indicative of the two teams, like some people are saying. I think it's just because – Nobody wanted to fly out to San Francisco to sit outside in the rain in January. Right. Uh, I think as far as the matchup goes, I mean, look, we, we they got it right. These are the two best teams. If the BCS era was still alive, this would still be the national championship game. So uh, we got it right, the number one, number two team. The question, though, is we saw how big of a gap there is from Clemson to Notre Dame. We saw how big of a gap there is from Alabama to Oklahoma. How big of the gap is there between Alabama and Clemson? Or are they evenly matched? What are, we, what are you feeling for this game tonight? I think they're I think they're really evenly matched. I think the the gap is it, it's in any side. I think it might be in favor of Clemson. Clemson statistically has been better than Bama on offense and defense this year. Um, I think Bama just gets more. If people just kind of assume they're going to do Bama things, they, they get kind of the benefit of the doubt on that. Plus, these two teams have obviously played the last three years in a row. Clemson is number one in the country in scoring defense. Uh, they're fifth in tackles for loss. They they are a really good unit, not just up front, but they get a lot of they get a lot of flack for their secondary because you know when you only play three three games against ranked teams and you give up over 500 yards to SEC teams, you know it's probably a little bit deserved. I think Clemson might be the better team overall, though. I haven't been able. To, my my brain has been in full NFL mode the past like 48 hours. What's the latest Rub it on? In. What's the latest on their uh, on their D line? They're still without the the big guy Dexter Lawrence, right? Yeah, so he's going to be out for the game, but um, and Dana will be out with Christian Miller as well. But they still have like coming into the season, they had four. They're starting four on so defensive line. We're all projected to go in the first round. <laughs> so I think if you look at the current updates, they still have two or three projected to go in the top two rounds. 
they're going to be fine without Dexter Lawrence. I, I don't think it'll be that big of an issue. The biggest question to them is their, their secondary because, like I said, they got torched against – when you're giving up 510 yards to Jake Bentley, that's probably an issue. Um, but, yeah, the game I think will definitely come down to them, like Clemson up front, being able to get after Tua. It feels like, though, even if they get the two, we've seen two of this season under pressure. All he's got to do is chuck it up, and there's Jerry Judy running wide open under it. I mean, it feels like even if they're able to get after him, he's still going to be able to make some throws. I guess, in my mind, it just comes down to how good is Trevor Lawrence right now as a freshman? Can he deal with the Alabama pass rush and make plays? And that's, yeah, that's a really good point. I think these two teams were one and two, I think, or one and five in the country in sacks. Um, like Clemson led the country with 52 sacks. But like you said, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. He's 19 years old. And I, if, I'm not trying to hedge on, on my, my bets here. I'm not trying to, you know, just pick this out of fear. Because I really do think Clemson is, is vastly underrated this game. But you saw, too, in the SEC Championship game, you saw him against Mississippi State. When he got a little pressure on him, he gets rattled. And I, don't, I think the ankle's healthy. I think that's more of like a mental thing for him. But if you can get him off, off his timing, off his rhythm, and get, get to him early, you saw it against Georgia. He looks really, really average at best. Um, but, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, 19 years old, he's made all the throws all year, but he hasn't had to do it against really tough teams. They haven't played a ranked team before Notre Dame since September. I heard somebody making an argument about what South Carolina did to Clemson and that they, they threw for a ton of yards and they scored some points. But if you look at the other the, the four of their last five games, they've held opponents to three points, ten points, six points, and seven points. And, right. and it's you know, it's not like I mean Duke's got a really good quarterback. They held him to six. They held Notre Dame, who was the number three team, to three points. But then you look at what Alabama's done in their last five games, and I mean, you know, look, they, they they let Oklahoma back into it late, and they scored 34 points. Georgia put up 28. Auburn, you know, scored 21. So it feels like this Alabama's defense has been more prone to give up points uh, this season. And I, I think the, the Georgia game especially, that was bad for the, the Alabama defense. That Oklahoma game, I think, was put away early. I'm not saying that they don't rest on their laurels on defense by any means because Kyler Murray's a really incredible player. But, yeah, like you said, this Clemson team is the number one scoring defense in the country. They've, they've only given up over 300 yards four times all season. Four times. And it was two of them were the SEC team. Um, and, when you, yeah, like, when you look at like, how they, they've been trending in the past couple of weeks, that defense has been stout. And going up against Notre Dame, I know like, the schedule isn't as strong as Bama's, but Bama's given up you know, almost 500 yards of offense in the past two games against Georgia and Oklahoma. And I think this is a pretty similar offense, especially the one that Georgia runs. So Bama... It's going to have to make sure they're either up by a lot early uh, and definitely not playing behind because this, this defense is legit. Who, who's going to be, in your mind, of the draft-eligible guys, who's playing their last game uh, as a member of the Crimson Tide tonight? Who is, who is going to the draft after tonight? Jonah Williams, the left tackle. He's going to be the first tackle taken. Um, I think that's probably the more obvious one. Quinn and Williams will definitely go. He said he's debating. Um He's going to be a top five pick. So if he's debating, I'm debating on whether or not I'm going to come to the NFL. I, but I think uh, the big one is Josh Jacobs, the running back, because he's come on, like, you know, toward the end of the season, he's got a really good uh, close to the season. So I think he'll probably announce as well. Yeah, that, that one's intriguing because Bama signed the number one running back in the country who told everybody he's going to win the Heisman next year, and, and they'll lose Damian yeah, well. <laughs> they, they, they lose Damian Harris to graduation. But if they bring back Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris, I'm like, Bro, where are you playing? Like, 
You're, you're yeah, the number three that, guy. Well, oh, by the way, two is in the, in the backfield as well. Like, right. you get him in the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Does Jalen Hurts see the field tonight? I, so, I think he will. I, I just realized how negative I've sounded towards Bama this entire interview. Um, <laughs> I think I think Jalen Hurts definitely will see the field. Probably, we'll put him in the game plan, because you saw him early in the game against Oklahoma, like at receiver in the first quarter. Um, I think they'll have a, a package for him. Probably more so because it's going to be his last game. Uh, he'll probably transfer out, I would assume. Yeah, it'll be. I, I don't know. I, like, I'm intrigued if if it's a package. You know, if they put him in there, all right, let's get you some playing time. Or, you know, if Tua gets banged up again, we've we've seen him at times uh, exaggerate an injury and leave, leave a game for a second. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Could uh, that better, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, Irv Smith, another one that could uh, that could certainly leave leave early uh, as a junior. But uh, the reason I asked you that, Chris, is because you know we're still riding high off off of LSU beating the national champs. That's so right. That's we're right. Kind of, we're kind of starting to look ahead to next year. So I'm just trying to look. <laughs> we know LSU's got to go to Tuscaloosa. And I'm just penciling in the loss already. I'm just trying to figure out who all Alabama's losing, and, and I hope everybody goes pro. Well, I mean that's fair. They're gonna they have a lot of turnover every year, but. First off, let me apologize for not congratulating you on beating the defending national champs. Um, <laughs> that for me, because I'm just such a petty a hole. That for me, I looked at my fiance when, after the game. I was like, "This feels better than the Orange Bowl." I was pulling harder for LSU to win that game because I would have had to go off social media for at least six to eight months after that. It was almost been so awful. It was disappointing that they only won by eight. I mean, they were, they really should have won by more. And honestly, if they had, you know, if they didn't have twelve players out, maybe they maybe they put up even more. So. That game was not even, it was not nearly as close as the score indicated. And yeah, when you're playing a receiver at cornerback, you guys had like the little giants playing second team defense for y'all. <laughs> yeah, they said they were they were bringing guys from the Kappa Sig house over to come play right. DB. <laughs> we didn't get a call though, Gordy. I know, right? <laughs> uh, talk with Chris Marler. Saturday Down South is the website. So uh, let's uh, make a prediction tonight. I mean, it, look, I know some people are kind of burnt out on this. And by the way, why yeah. are some why are some media members like um, oh, what's his name? The God, the guy from Louisville with the glasses, Pat Forty. Oh, Martinez. Uh, oh, yeah. Pat Forty. Yeah. <laughs> why Why are some sports writers like so preachy now? Where they're like. You should take pride in this matchup as a sports fan, and like, you, like what? Why do people get all preachy about this? Where it's like you should be feel worthy to watch this matchup. Like, hey, if I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch. I think a better question, Chris, is why do you not feel that you shouldn't be preachy about it? <laughs> um, it's like, no, it's I, like I, they I lecture us. Like, like, let me tell. Wait, here's the caption column: Don't hate, appreciate. Right. Clemson, Alabama, round four is a great thing. Like, okay, thanks, Pat Forty. So I think I, he's got a point to an extent that's very misguided. But if you're going to direct that kind of uh, narrative to somebody, it needs to be at the playoff. And I'm going to jump on the soapbox right now, and this is what bothers me about this game. This, these are two, the two best teams in the country, hands down. Um, this might be two of the best teams each, like for each program they've had individually ever, ever. And this game is going to be played outside, in, most likely in the rain. It rained all day yesterday with like 30-mile-an-hour winds for 12 straight hours. You're playing it outside in January in San Francisco where the weather and the conditions will definitely impact the outcome. And I know, you know, people say, that's football weather. You know, that's, that's how the game's played. Yeah, maybe in September. Maybe in October you have, like, a mud fest, like, where it's a sloppy game and you win one late. That's a lot of fun, sure. This is the national championship game. It's the two best teams. It's the biggest stage. It's the most important game of the year. And you've taken it away from the, both fan bases and put it 3,000 miles away, which I 
you know, I know it's a national thing, but nobody's traveling out to San Francisco in January to watch watch this game. So that that part, I think, like this game, I think it's going to be probably within three to four points, which means Bama's going to have to kick a field goal. Bama doesn't do that well playing Madden or inside, like when there's no conditions that are going to impact it. Having to do it out here today, I think Clemson, I think Clemson's going to have to win either way, but I think that's going to end up being a difference in the game, um, which would be perfect because then I can pitch and have a, a reason to you know, blame it on something. <laughs> I, think, I think Clemson wins 34-31. 34-31 Clemson. Wow. Well, uh, I'm sure you will you will be a little bit disappointed making that trek all the way out to California to watch Alabama lose. But hey, as an LSU fan with uh, still some recruiting battles up in the air, um, go, go Clemson tonight. Uh, that's who I'll be rooting for. Oh, we had for. to rub it in. I was, I was trying to be nice. I said congrats to the national championship, man. Are you guys yeah. going to claim that, by the way? Um, I don't know. It depends. Coach O wants to make a banner. We'll make a banner. But uh, hey, when Alabama's up 14 nothing tonight, I'm switching to Netflix. Netflix, okay? Yeah, the real travesty is we're going to miss the Bachelor premiere. That's true. How about that? An ABC ESPN property, they're putting that on opposite the national championship. What the hell are they doing? I have no idea, but i tell you what we need to do uh, moving forward. Is since the season's over, and this is sadly going to come to an end, because it's been my favorite segment all year, we just probably should do a, a weekly uh, recap of the Bachelor. I'm sure the listeners would love it. <laughs> yeah, well, as, as everyone tunes out, it'll just be you and I talking about the Bachelor. Hey, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't Three watch it. My wife has, she like t- ties me into this, so I have to watch it. So, anyway. all right, well, you have to make an excuse for it. I just watch it on my own. That's fine. <laughs> he is Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. Uh, Chris, have some fun tonight. I know the time difference might throw you off a little bit, but uh, uh <laughs> <I'm> very honest. <laughs> yeah, good luck to your guys tonight. Uh, thanks so much for uh, getting up there. It's like 7 15 in the morning out there, so appreciate it. Is it? Yeah, if you put that in square feet, Matt, I'm done. But no, man, I, I appreciate it. I've really enjoyed it this season. I hope y'all have a great day. Awesome. Thanks, man. Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. Of course, uh, he does a weekly podcast with Connor O'Gara over at uh, SDS, and uh, you can subscribe to their podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Tony Pauline, draftanalyst.com, going to join us next. Stay there.